Blog Talk Radio. But Obama wants to own the word fair and the phrase middle class. And yet, who has done more destruction to working people in this country than Obama? Why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up, for the most part, of the nation's losers? Free enterprise can do a better job of producing the things that people need than government can. Less government and less taxes and more freedom for the people. Iran, Cuba... Venezuela, these countries are tiny compared to the Soviet Union. Bring myself and the American flag, never give up the freedom my pop far for us to have, never give it back. Same with the gas, you can never take that, never take that. On this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! 
This is the Dr. C. Robert Jones Conservative Report, weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the WOW Radio Network. Let's get together this weekend. This is Tesla, your host of the Internet Radio Talk Show, Socialism is Not an Option. Every weekend we bring you three fantastic, exciting shows that are sure to make you laugh, cry, get angry, and even think. Start your weekend on Friday night with the Roundtable Roundup Edition. This show features other radio hosts and listeners who call in. And it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get when the show opens. Our Saturday program is the American Exceptionalism Edition that focuses on the Constitution and our founding fathers in light of today's current events emphasizing America's greatness. The American Exceptionalism Edition is for all patriots. And our Hot Topic program sizzles every Sunday as we analyze the important national and international issues with intelligent political analysis without the bells and whistles. If you want the truth without the distractions, Sunday is where you want to be. Join us every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the Internet Radio Talk Show, Socialism is Not an Option. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Kessler. See you this weekend. Socialism is not an option. WWDB 24-7 Internet Talk Radio. When we do Internet Talk Radio, we receive support from a great many areas. We have listener support, of course, and some who help with the promoting. One group that often goes unrecognized are the wives of Internet Talk Radio hosts. They are the ones who tolerate our dalliances and the time we invest in our hobbies. Well, this is one way we can properly recognize those who are closest to us by broadcasting their sincere sentiments regarding our passions. Are you going to stay up all night? You have family, you know. You're always at that computer. Dave Gray and G. 
GGT Rocks. And Jermaine, a.k.a. GGT 183. Special commentator and contributor throughout the night is Annie Ubellis of Southern Center. At 7 p.m., Kessler will host Socialism is Not an Option on a special Tuesday night episode. And comment and discuss exit polling and actual results. Next time, join me, David Graham, on my show, Stay Mad Radio, where we'll continue the coverage joined by G Ski Rocks and other callers and guests. Night is not over yet. GGT 183 comes on at 11 p.m. and launches a special three-hour version of Conservative Primetime. As you know, this show always mixes it up. And this show is the cleanup hitter. And we'll conclude your evening crackling and pop-pop-popping from the excitement of the day. So you get results coverage from 7 p.m. until 2 a.m. With the way some of these primary races have gone so far, it promises to be an action-packed all-night special. So please join us for fun interaction and informative commentary. Call in to vent, rant, or promote your guy. Just make sure you tell us why. <laughs> See you on Super Tuesday. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be much fun. Unfortunately, I don't think I'll be hosting with my good friend Tesla this coming Super Tuesday because he's not a happy camper right now. No, no, no. He's, uh, he's, uh, no, he's, uh, well, I don't know what to say. I'm not sure what's going on with the guy. You know, sometimes we make allowances for folks because... We don't know what they're going through. You know, they might be having some problems at home. Uh, they might have some, you know, other issues, financial, uh, yeah, health-wise, you know, that uh, affect their moods. And so uh, we as adults, we, we try to make allowances for those um, those times because we all go through them at some point in our lives. And, and sometimes we lash out at others as a result. And, you know, and sometimes we, we shouldn't take it personally. And I've tried not to. So that's why I went ahead and played the promos because not only is Tesla involved in the upcoming Super Tuesday extravaganza, but there is also my good friend 2020, uh, my new friend 2020. There's also uh, going to be G Ski and a whole host of other other uh, fine uh, Blog Talk Radio hosts who are going to be participating uh, this coming Super Tuesday. And one bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Give me one more chance before you give up on love. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I was I was supposed to stop at the one bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch. But I'm a big fan of the Osmonds, and so I could not help myself. <laughs> I had to just throw it out there. Have you have you ever had that? Had that that kind of thing go down? But anyway, hey, let's start off with the intro. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. The call in number is 347-884-8500. Today's date. What the hell is today's date? It's the 27th already. Time is flying. 
And sometimes that's a good thing. But not when you're 50 years old. You kind of want time to slow down just a little bit. You know how people say, time flies? I don't want time to fly so much now. I want it to kind of slow down just a little bit. Maybe I'll live longer. You feel my pain? All right, today's date. As I said, February 27th, 2012. Beautiful Old Town Alexandria here in Washington, D.C. Well, across, I'm looking across at the, uh, across the Potomac at uh, the Watergate Hotel in Washington, D.C. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. My main man, 2020, is going to be on hosting the show, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, his shows are so informative and and funny. He's got a great great sense of humor, and uh, I I really dig uh, dig listening to um, to his blog talk show. But anyway, let's kick off this show tonight. And this show is a take on an article uh, from the American Thinker titled "America After Obama." And and as we talked about in previous blog talk shows, well. Obama's transformational policies. In an earlier age, they would have been considered something akin to treason. Our enemies could not have planted someone to have caused more damage than our current commander-in-chief, the president of the United States. And now, with financial collapse on the horizon, our very way of life is threatened. Now, the president has supposed to be about unity. It was supposed to be about uh, the seas uh, receding, the earth healing. No red states, no blue states, but the United States of America. It was supposed to be about unifying this great country. Instead, instead we have just the opposite of that. Who would have thought just three, four years ago that we would have the first – I'm not doing the African-American thing. No, we've been, we've been Negro – We've been black, and now we're African-American, all in the span of my lifetime. What's next? What are we going to be next? So no, we're not doing that. So I'm going to say that he's the first black president of the United States. And who would have thought that the first black president of the United States would take this country and have us fighting against each other? Isn't it ironic I mean, we had we had President Lincoln, who freed the slaves, who healed a divided nation, brought us back together through force, no less. And now we have a black president from the state of Illinois. Well, we, we're really not sure where he's from exactly. But for argument's sake and for this particular monologue, let's say he's from the United States of America, from Illinois. Same as Lincoln, who is conducting his presidency in the reverse, dividing America not not as much not as much on racial lines, but economic and now race. He is calling for African American or black clergy, or are we still Negro? Negro clergy to come together and get the vote out for Barack Hussein Obama. Get the vote out for the man. 
And yet we have folks who are not pleased with the great one. Of course, we got Louis Farrakhan, who is blasting the president. We have a montage of um, stories from Obama's pastor from the great church in Illinois, in Chicago, on the south side. And now a new poll came out today suggesting that Obama would beat Mitt Romney in a heads-up fight. Now, a lot of my blog talk brethren, my kin, my peers, if you will, if you insist, have stated that Romney is not really Republican, that he's a weak candidate, that he's a rhino, and that he can't really beat Barack Obama. And that some have suggested that we'd better be we'd best be served, or we'd be better served with um, Santorum, whom I really like, and of course Newt Gingrich. I don't know. I know that we have a president in the White House right now who is hell bent on destroying this great country. And my good friend Sarge from Rapid Fire states that Obama is pretty much done. Stick a fork in him, he's done. Sarge has stated that all the Republicans need to do, no matter who our candidate is, is attack Obama on the issues, on his record, and that by doing so, victory is assured. Do you agree? I don't know. You know, I was listening to a song by one of my favorite groups, and you'll find this interesting. The Beastie Boys. I was listening to him a little earlier, getting myself up for the nice show. And I listened to She's Crafty, which is one of my favorite Beastie Boy tunes. And he's crafty. Barack Hussein Obama is crafty. And he can get it done if he really wants to. Now remember, now, Barack Obama was schooled in Chicago-style politics. The kind of politics that play down and dirty, the kind of politics that suggest the ends justify the means. We have a saying in my hometown of Chicago, two sayings, what's in it for me and where's mine? That's it. What's in it for me and where's mine? Oh, and of course, there's one more. When you want to go on the record, but you don't want to go on the record, it's, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. It's a wise guy thing. It's a Chicago wise guy thing. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that Barack Obama has a good chance to eke out victory, even though he sucks all to be damned. Do not count him out. But Sarge is emphatic earlier on rapid fire which is at 4:30 Monday through Friday he stated that Barack Obama is a goner oh wait 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 and i quote Barack Obama is a goner end quote <laughs> i'm not so sure either Freedom Wings isn't so sure. A lot of folks aren't so sure that this guy is actually, you know, going to be that easy to beat. He has been able to spin his way out of more stupidity and dumbness than any president 
in the history of this great country. If let me let me go ahead and put it out there because I know a lot of folks are thinking about it. If Barack Obama were white and Republican, and he screwed up this bad over the course of three years, stick a fork in him. He's done. But Barack Obama is a media darling. He's a so-called black man. He speaks well. He wears a nice suit. And folks love the hell out of him. He can hold a tune for just a couple of seconds, and so can my dog, by the way. And folks are eating him up like candy. You know, it reminds me of the Tim LaHaye, uh, Jerry B. Jenkins uh, books, Left Behind, the Left Behind series. Nikolai Carpathia, the little-known politician from Transylvania or Romania or someplace like that, who comes on the scene, nobody knows who he is. Nobody has he has no experience doing anything. He's a little known politician from a tiny little country. He wows the crowd because he's handsome. He speaks well. Not only that, he speaks several languages. He's charismatic. Nobody gives a damn about his background or his history or the lack thereof. Because he's a stud and he says all the right things. Turns out in the left behind series Nikolai Carpathia is the damn Antichrist. Well, we've had the blog talk shows suggesting whether or not Barack Obama is the Antichrist. We've been there and we've done that. There's no need to go there again except to suggest that what we have is a situation, oddly enough, Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye are from Chicago. And... The whole Antichrist um, Left Behind series starts in, where? Chicago. I don't know. It sounds interesting, doesn't it? Well, we'll save that for another show. Right now, we want to get into talking about Mr. Obama and his treasonal dictatorial mindset. Treasonous. But before we do that, let's do this. We got a call on the line. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yeah, I had spoken on another show about uh, Barack Obama and what his actual racial background is. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a blog post that's put out by Kenneth Lamb, who's a writer with the New York Times. He went into Obama's uh, like in terms of his uh, like he basically went into his origins and he found that his father was was really an Arab on the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. And what we designate as what is white and black is is different in different parts of the world. So if a person has this sort of ethnic uh, designation of Arab, if they come into America, according to the census, they are considered to be white, even though they have very dark skin. And so really... Obama's father was a foreign national and his mother was an American citizen. So in a technical sense, Obama is a native-born citizen. He's not a natural-born citizen because to be a natural-born citizen, 
You have to be a second-generation American. You have to have two parents who are American citizens. That's not the case with Barack Obama. I think currently what's happening is Barack Obama is a tool of Saudi Arabia because there was a film that came out this weekend. It was called Acts of Valor, in which they had the Navy SEALs, actual Navy SEALs, playing this film, and the plot uh, of the film was that there were people who were involved in jihad who were trying to bring terrorists into the country, and they had they had perfected things like suicide vests to the point where they could put a terrorist in a big football stadium and they could blow up half of the stadium. And one of the villains in this film told the guy who was the head of the Navy SEALs, he told the chief that we can bring down your economy if we can get these terrorists into your country. And they were trying to get into the country by coming from Africa over into Mexico and using the drug cartels and their tunnels that are underneath Mexico and Texas to try to get these terrorists inside the country. And the Navy SEALs had to try to intercept these people from getting inside the country. And these were based on real-life stories of things that were actually happening. So what a lot of people believe is there are terrorist cells inside the country right now that that have not been activated. And because... This existential threat from the Middle East and the fact that Saudi Arabia was funding these groups, and we are supposed to be allies with Saudi Arabia. Uh, uh, So the whole thing was we're going to put up a president that has a Muslim background, and the father was a Muslim, so therefore, according to Islamic law, Barack Obama is also a Muslim because his father was Muslim. So the West said we're going to put up a, a, a president with an Arabic Muslim background, and we're going to make him the commander-in-chief to try to show the Middle East that we are like sort of uh, compliant with the idea of Islam being in the West. You know, you know, the caller is American citizen. He is a... Um a very knowledgeable uh, 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 pr- listener of uh, Blog Talk Radio, and a lot of times he calls in the shows and provides uh, a wealth of information and wisdom. And I'm so glad that uh, that uh, that you've chosen to call into this show. You know what? I have heard uh, rumors to the effect of what you're saying, and you know, and, and you've just confirmed it. You know, the thing is, you know, even though we know or there's evidence to suggest to strongly suggest that Barack Obama is a um Manchurian president for lack of a, a better term or or, or 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 so much of a plant you know what can be done about it i mean he's running for reelection he stands a good chance of winning um the latest polls show that he's beating romney in a heads up fight you know people still like the guy and a lot of people yeah. uh, like his policies well, see, also, you know, the Republican Party has not evolved over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the demographics of the country are very different now. Even the city that I live in, I see more people from, from, from India, from China, from the Middle East that are living in the city that I'm living in. And they're living in 
the neighborhoods that were once populated by blacks and Hispanics, and and really, uh, namely uh, blacks, because because the black population has decreased over the last twenty years because of HIV and crime. So, mm-hmm. what they're being replaced with is the people are coming from the Middle East, and they're moving into these older black neighborhoods now. So the demographics of the country are very different, and the Republican Party has not adapted to the changing times. They haven't tried to reach out to these minority groups in the country. Now, I've heard them talk of, like, this guy who's a Cuban as being a vice presidential uh, candidate, and that's good. But they, but they need to try to put more Asian and Hispanic candidates up for higher office because those are the two populations that are growing. You know what, and I agree. But you know, I've, I've, uh, it's my understanding that uh, you know that the Obama administration and certainly a lot of liberals seem to, uh, well, well, they have the idea that um, Hispanics are liberal. That 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 the that a great a vast majority of Hispanics certainly uh, uh, Harry Reid believes that uh, you know if you're Hispanic how could you possibly be a conservative or Republican but the truth of the matter is a, a great many Hispanics are uh, are are conservatives. Yeah, and, and, I, I, I think I think what they don't realize is how large some of these communities are and many of these people come to the country with very little and through their ability to start small businesses and other things, they have more of a vested interest with keeping taxes low and keeping the government out of their business than they would have with the Democratic Party. And because many of them are Catholics, they share some of the social values of the Republican Party. The problem is is that the Republican Party is taking the wrong position on issues like immigration and like some of these other issues which may affect their community more so than uh, uh, the majority uh, of uh, people in the country. But I think that their overall values are more in line uh, with the values of the Republican Party. Well, you're, you're exactly right. I don't believe for a minute that uh, the, uh, uh, that uh, Hispanics coming for, from perhaps, uh, for example, Mexico, who risk their lives uh, to get here a, a lot of times to, to come to this country, come here uh, to for a handout or for the government to control uh, every aspect of their existence or, or any parts of it. I believe they come here to earn a living. They come here for all the benefits that this country can offer, just like uh, just like uh, people came from uh, other countries uh, onto Ellis Island and then uh, into New York. I believe that's true, but they're simply not doing it the the right way, in my opinion. They're not coming here and and punching the the necessary tickets and the cards and, and doing it uh, you know the lawful way. But I believe that the reason why they're coming here is the same reason why, uh, you know, Jews came here or or Poles or or any other ethnic uh, group came here, you know, to and that's because they believe that the 
you know, right or wrong, the streets were paved with gold, the land of milk and honey, all of that. And, you know, and, and this administration seems to want to take that away. They want us to temper our expectations, temper our ambitions, not strive for riches, but just for a meager life, the the Obama administration wants to has suggested that, that that he would like to decide how much money we earn, how much money is enough, how much we should be allowed to keep. Um, you know, at at some point, you know, uh, the president is going to he's going to stem the tide of illegal illegals coming to America all on its own, all on his own because of uh, his uh, heavy handedness as the uh, president. Well, I think the Asian community is like 9% of the population and growing, and currently their income levels and educational levels are higher than the Caucasian community. So the Asian community is more of a model type of minority. Now, I think with the Hispanics, you have different types. You have ones that are very conservative, and you have ones maybe that live in the big cities who are sort of on the liberal side. So I think among them there are different groups, but I think if the Republican Party did a real outreach to these minorities, they would find that they would have a lot more Asians and Hispanics in their camp, and as a result, they could probably win almost every election from here on out because I think that the values of those two groups are more in line uh, with the values of the Republican Party because what has happened to the black community the black community has become too dependent upon government, and they have not developed any type of economic uh, sort of infrastructure inside their community. Even when you go to big cities where the mayor is black, uh, there are very few blacks that own businesses in those cities. Most of the businesses are owned by either Hispanics or Asians. So the problem with the black community is, they are locked into the Democratic Party because most of them are being employed by the government. Yes, you're you're exactly right. Now, you stay right there, citizen. We have another caller on. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yeah, guess who? Good. Sorry, guy. We were just talking about you, but it was all good, you know, just in case oh, you weren't man. listening. My ears were burning. <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, Mark Simpson uh, provides some extremely interesting information, something to really uh, think about. I'm doing a little research based on what he just said. Mm-hmm. I can corroborate some of those things, but I have no doubt that he's essentially correct. Uh, it was pretty good pretty good stuff, but I'd I like to elaborate a bit on what he said. Please do. Uh, I, I'm sure you heard about uh, back in 2009 about Manhattan Borough President Percy Sutton, and he told the New York Cable Channel that uh, – a former business partner who was raising money for Obama approached him to help Obama get into Harvard Law School. Yes. And he and he said that he first heard of Obama, Sutton now, said he heard of Obama about 20 years or so ago, from Khalid al-Mansur, who Sutton described as an advisor to uh, Saudi Prince Alweed bin Talo. Uh, I think I, I can't pronounce that. I think it's Al-Walid. Al-Walid? Yeah, I think that's it. Anyhow, um, that was the same guy that uh, who Rudy, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani refused to take $10 million from to help rebuild Manhattan because he, he had hinted that uh, America's pro-Israel policy would have blamed for the attacks. Now, um, Sutton said he knew Al Mansour well since the two men had been business partners and they'd been on corporate boards together. And Sutton said that Al Mansour was raising money for Obama's education seeking recommendations for him to attend 
Harvard Law School. Uh, Sutton said he was introduced to Obama uh, by Khalid al-Mansur from Texas. And again, he serves apparently on the board of a Saudi African bank responsible for African investment activities of Kingdom Holdings, which is a, a, a Prince uh, Al-Walid uh, investment company. And Obama released about seven or so years of tax returns in 2009. Mm-hmm. And returns that dated from 2009 uh, indicated that a couple paid no interest on their student loans. Now, the interest on such loans would have been deductible on a joint income tax return. But for 2000 2004, taxpayer declared interest loan was a deduction, and you can take it. But the Obamas never declared a dime of interest on student loans on a return. And remember in speech after speech, they were complaining about all they had to spend on student loans? And how much, how much student loans were costing students? And how it nearly put them in the poorhouse trying to pay off the student loans? Yet they didn't... Yet they didn't, they didn't declare it in the text. Why? Another question no one wants to seek an answer for. Because this guy apparently is inviolate or something. Yeah, well, you know what? Here, what I wonder is, um, you know, you know, I alluded to this earlier in the show. If If this guy, our president, for... And I say that with a with a bit of disgust, a lot of disgust, if you will. But we're a Republican, uh, a white guy, or a Republican and black, or a Republican and Hispanic. All of this, there would be some some uh, Woodward and Bernstein style investigations going on. And all of this would be brought out, and dude would be run out of town on a rail. He would have never even gotten to be president. It's amazing to me. I I just can't understand. I, I, as try as I might, I can't understand why. Where's the Woodward? Where's the damn Bernstein? Where are the people who are supposed to come out and put this information out there? I mean, not. I'm not talking about um, conspiracy theories and you know all kinds of fun craziness. I mean, because conspiracy theories can be a great deal of fun. I'm talking about just the facts. Just the, just because that's all that's really needed. You know, we don't really need to go into the conspiracy part of it, which is a lot of fun. I agree. But if you just put the, the, the all the factual background information out there, this guy would never have become president and certainly wouldn't be reelected. It, well, actually, mu- uh, the information that you regularly speak of, that I regularly speak of, that American citizens regularly speaks of, that everyone regularly speaks of is already out there. What happened before, what is different, is that Congress would get together, start issuing subpoenas, and holding investigations. That's what's not going on now. The information yeah. is there. It's all available. All that yeah. takes now is law enforcement bodies and investigative agencies with subpoena power to completely right. connect the dots that form the picture already without the dots being connected. What is what is different this time around from Watergate is the lack of congressional oversight and investigative responsibility. That's what's missing. Not the fact that there aren't plenty of bloggers and investigators and others who have already uncovered the facts. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I couldn't agree more. Citizen, you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I think a lot of this information is on the Internet, and I think a lot of your listeners should try to check out this film called Acts of Valor because the plot, according to this film, 
is that these terrorists have been trying for a very long period of time to get inside of America, and they wanted to basically kind of collapse the economy of America. But it was only through the means of the military, uh, like where these people are like able to be stopped. So I think if people put two and two together, based on the information that's already out there, they can basically see that Obama was a plant, and he was a plant to appease uh, the Muslims, uh, uh, because they were being funded uh, 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 by Saudi Arabia, and and uh, like they were trying to uh, uh, kind of bring down the West. Yeah, yeah, you, you, and you know what? It's all becoming common knowledge, but somehow it isn't moving the poll numbers. Very few folks are talking about it. You know, I consider to be, uh, you know, our radio shows, the blog talk radio shows, and where we broadcast in other areas. I broadcast in several other places uh, through through blog talk. Um, but we are sort of like an, an underground network of information and knowledge. We're the only ones really talking about this, along with, you know, Fox News and, you know, Alex Jones and some of the other folks. But uh, who uh, where where's the mainstream media on all of this are they so much in the tank for this guy that they're willing to tr- destroy the country to prop him up to make him look as though he's some sort of a, a genius uh a politician who has been brought about from the from the from the from the mountaintops or from the sky and to 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 bring us all well, into a new world order well see really people don't realize but the news division at most uh, uh, news corporations is controlled by the entertainment division. The entertainment and the news division are one division at most corporations. So when you talk about an ABC, which is owned by the Walt Disney Company, you know, the uh, the news division is really a form of entertainment. And they're going to follow the agenda that their corporate board tells them to follow. And we are basically in a corporate structure when it comes to our government. Any really any thinking person should wonder why is the price of gasoline constantly going up yet we're being told by the government uh that the economy is starting to improve. It's because the Saudi Arabians are trying to manipulate our economy and they have the oil supplies but they want to increase the prices on the Americans. Mhm. Now, why would they want to do that? Because they're trying to sink the American economy. Because uh, and and uh, and uh, really, you know, these things are revealed in bits and pieces. And if a person is able to put things together in their own mind, they can see uh, like actually what's happening. And and uh, you know, there's a lot of information on the internet. That and there is information about the uh, the ethnic background of Obama. The fact that uh, the fact that this man is not really black. I mean, mm-hmm. this man is really uh, uh, actually what Obama is. He's he's half Caucasian and he's half Arab. So I mean, if really if he comes, if he came from Kenya into America, he would be designated as being white. So really what Obama has done, Obama is really a white man who has duped uh, the black community 
to believing that he's black based on his appearance because because as I stated, you know, the Arabs have have varying skin complexions and if you've ever been inside like any of those Muslim countries, you'll see people with varying skin complexions, people who could pass as black if they came here into America. But according to our American government, these people would be designated as being white if they came over here. Well, uh, I, 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 that may be so, uh, but I'm sure if you took a look at uh, Obama's mitochondrial DNA, you'd find Negro ancestry there. I'm sure you would. I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. But I, I don't think that really matters. What matters is his mind. His mind is geared to being a political Muslim. Yep. He's not a religious Muslim because he rejects everything spiritual about Islam. Yeah. I mean, the man's pro-homosexual. He's radical pro-abortion beyond any president in the history of the United States. And that's absolutely anathema to uh, committed practicing Muslims. No, But politically, there's no doubt he's a Muslim. He's a, and that's what's most important about him, rather than his DNA, and the fact that he was mentored by a uh, a, a Marxist named Frank Marshall Davis. Yep. His grandfather turned him over to Frank Marshall Davis to instruct him in in the ways, wise words, and mystical whereabouts and thoroughfares of being black. And a, and a Frank Marshall Davis, being black, was being radical Marxist. And racial identity and, and identified racially with black radical activists. That's what he is. That's what he became. He became that, and that's what he is, based upon largely that instruction from Frank Marshall Davis all the way through all of his radical associations and mentors, from the Olympiad yeah. School, the Calumet Developing Calumet Developing Communities Project, the Gamaliel Foundation, all the other influences he had throughout his life growing up that uh, directed him toward a radical world point of view. Well, it was Frank Marshall Davis, and it was a Khalid Al-Mansur who introduced him to Percy Sutton, and Percy Sutton was the one who knew people uh, at Harvard. But it was the Saudi, but just Khalid Al-Mansur knew the one of the princes in Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia had practically given most of the money towards the endowment of Harvard University. And it was through the Saudi Arabian influence and the influence of Percy Sutton that he was able to attend Harvard University because according to his own biography, Dreams from My Father, he was a B.C. student when he was at uh, the academy in, in Hawaii and when he was at Occidental. And he even admits he was not a serious student. So how was he able to transfer from there to an Ivy League school? And and then and so and there was also uh, some information that came out that he never wrote a law review article the entire time he was the president of the law review at at Harvard Law School. So how can you be president of the law review and you have never written uh, like anything? So when 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 the fix is in, yeah. So so basically, a lot of his life has sort of been kind of uh, uh, changed uh, over time to fit what circumstances the powers that be wanted him to uh, 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 to be at that particular time. I think that most thinking people would agree that he has been planted in this position. He is not making all of these decisions on his own. Well, no doubt, but 
here's my question again. It's the same question I've I've been asking for a while now. Why why is there no mainstream media? But why aren't people coming out and saying this? Uh, other than the, go on. Yeah, uh, because the mainstream media is controlled by these large corporations, and and as I just said, ABC is controlled by Walt Disney Corporation. Uh, CBS, uh, NBC, these companies are controlled by larger corporations. These corporations have a, a lot of influence with the government. And if you have very powerful people who are financiers or who are the heads of these different corporations and, and it's in their agenda to turn America into a social democracy, the large uh, news companies are going to, uh, uh, the large news companies are basically going to follow their lead. Yeah, a social democracy is a country that is much more friendly to a, a, a crony capitalist fascist type. These people see themselves getting more and more, much more influence in the government under right. a crony capitalist friendly president than they do under a president that's committed to uh, uh, the Constitution of the United States as it's written. Right. So, yeah. so, so wait a minute now. You guys think. May, or, or do you think that uh, the way that Obama wants to influence this country to fundamentally transform the United States of America into a socialist uh, utopia uh, is advantageous to the mainstream media and a certain segment of this great country? Yeah, well, no doubt. He could use yeah. his office to undercut the competition of them, to regulate the Internet, to uh, do any other things that will be very friendly to their advancement as far as influence and, and power goes. Yeah, I can see very easily how they'd be uh, – look, crony capitalists don't like competition. Yeah. That's why they are so, are so willing to jump into bed with government. Government undercuts their smaller competition and keeps them from being as competitive. Or it takes businesses that are, are – um, prone to uh, helping uh, the candidate along in, 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 his, in his aspirations and his goals that are just emerging, like with Solyndra and Light Squared and these other companies that were coming out now that uh, also espouse the kind of policies that Obama himself advocates. Uh, he'll also bring them out of the closet and help them get going. Well, it, it would seem to me that... Uh, uh, if if these folks are willing to give up their freedoms for uh, monetary gain or to make money or to cut out the competition, it just seems self defeating to me. It, it doesn't really make sense. Way. Yeah, that, that, the freedoms that'll be lost going to be you know little folks like you and me. We're just collateral yeah. damage. Yeah, I mean right. they're going to look. They're going to be. It's like, it's like under Adolf Hitler. I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Junkers and Messerschmitt and Porsche and Heinkel and all the others, yeah, they had to put out the output that the National Socialists wanted. But look at all the influence they had in the government. Yeah, they were directed by them, but they had enormous power and influence. They lost some freedoms in the, in the absolute sense. But in the sense of being able to wield influence and authority, they gained much more. And I think that's the way these people look at it. I see. I find... You know, I find this all to be extraordinary. I never thought that, first, 
uh, you know, I always knew that we'd have a an ethnic president, uh, be it Hispanic, uh, Asian, Black. Uh, I, I always knew that was going to occur, you know, at some point. And you know, I had high, I had high hopes for that as well. I thought it would be Colin Powell, you know, and uh, you know, and I'm glad that uh, that it isn't because he's turned out to be a, a, a rhino, you know, and. Uh, but uh, I, I never thought we'd get to the point here in the United States where we'd have a, a president who um, is working against the true um, meaning of the Constitution, against the country as it is. Uh, he, uh, clearly, he came into uh, office not liking this country at all, not really appreciating the Constitution and, and our way of life. And he vowed one way or the other to radically change this country. And that's okay. But it's okay in the sense that I always thought that the American people would rise up against that sort of change, resist it, and boot his ass out of office, and we'd be done with him. The American people are 50 years, 60 years ago, who, in fact, when people like, uh, when, when, when Marxists and communists sympathize, like, and we, we got to say it because it's true. Just read his books, you'll see it. So, Martin Luther King, for instance, when it was revealed that he was in close association with known communists, the pressure on him—he didn't have to get a whole lot of pressure. He knew immediately he had to get rid of these people and shuffle them off somewhere. Not that, it, not because he didn't like them, because he knew the American people simply wouldn't put up with it. I mean, in 1956, for example, you had the depredations of the Hungarian uprising and all the people, who, uh, what happened, how the communists and the Soviets brutally repressed the Hungarians, killing tens of thousands of people. Yeah. And American people were not in a mood to countenance communism. Fifty years later, well, you know, 56 years later, well, look, the, the, the educational elites have went, went their work. Now we can actually have a president of the United States who can actually put communists in his cabinet as so-called czars. He can put Maoists as his czars. Yeah. And then yeah. everybody acts like it's oh, it's just a normal progression of liberal thinking. When yeah. it, when at one time it was utterly unacceptable to the American people, they wouldn't have countenanced in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Exactly. Exactly. That's my. I mean, that's my point. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing to me what where the, how far this country has come uh, in the negative sense where we are willing to uh, become uh, uh, mindless drones, slaves to um, the government, where the government is uh, is controlling how we do things, what we do, you know. I always like to say on my on my show that Americans are hardwired for freedom and that we will never allow ourselves to become like Europe. We will never become a true socialist country because we do have some socialist parts of our country, uh, you know, where, where you know Medicare, Medicaid, you know that kind of thing. But we'd never truly um, embrace socialism where we're all walking around wearing gray, uh, you know, jumpsuits or something, and and you know, spouting. Uh, you know, mindless uh, drivel. But uh, it, it would seem to me that there's a, there's a large portion of this country that uh, that wants that. 
Well, tell me something, Doc. What do you think would have happened to Franklin Roosevelt if, he had, if, if, if people had known their closest advisor, Harry Hopkins, was mm-hmm. a communist agent? Well, you what know do you what? What happened to him? And and you know what, uh, Sarge, this that sort of thing. What what occurred with with uh, with Roosevelt is what gives me hope that America will swing back the other way. You know, to to a more to 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 the what we're used to because Roosevelt was was in my mind worse than Obama is right now because Roosevelt had almost total power. He almost succeeded in stacking the Supreme Court with how many did he want? Not nine, but what, 14 or something like that? I forgot the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Sympathetic to him. Right, exactly. Young jurors would be there for a long time. Exactly, and he he almost got away with it. And, uh, you know, he was going to turn this country on its ear into a a, a socialist uh, nation, and he had a lot of backing, and he almost succeeded in doing that, but he he wasn't able to. World War II came along, and, uh, you know, we we were able to – the American people were able to pull themselves out of that, uh, you know, that downward spiral. But, you know, I just don't see – where we're going to be able to do that, you know, now if Obama gets uh, reelected. Before we get your last comments, before we end the show, be sure to tune in to 2020 Radio. G Ski, he has a great show on Blog Talk Radio, and it, sh- and it comes on just after mine. Power, uh, parting uh, thoughts from uh, you two fine gentlemen, starting with um, American Citizen. Well, I think Sarge is dead right about the relationship between social democracy and the capitalists who basically don't want any competition. So if they are able to eliminate the competition, that's going to affect all the small business people in America. So that's basically what uh, the people who are the elites, the 1%, that's what they want. They want to be able to control all finance, and, and they can do that if they have a social democracy in this country. Go ahead, Sarge. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, uh, AC and I are simpatico on this one. Uh, yes, uh, I, I think it is a plan. I think this man is probably closer in many ways to a fascist than he is a Marxist, even though he borrows from both in order to fundamentally transform the country. Whatever he needs to do, he will use. Whichever these uh, a, a twisted pathological uh, philosophies he has used, he will use. And trust me, that's what's so confusing to a lot of people who are looking at him. Oh, no doubt. Unable to figure out what it is he wants to do. Once you do, you know what he'll do in order to accomplish it. You're exactly right, Sarge. Thank you, Sarge and American Citizen, for calling out. You guys are great. You always have such great insight, and I do appreciate it. We're we're up to 60 seconds before we end the show. We are out of here. Once again, thank you guys for calling in. Thank everyone for being here tonight. We are out. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Great show, if I do say so myself, but it had everything to do with my two callers. Good night, folks. We're out of here.
Happy little bluebirds fly beyond the rainbow. 